Welcome to Dungeons and Demogorgons, the officially unofficial podcast for Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking season four, episode five, chapter five, the Nina Project. Uh, Aaron, were you as fooled by this Nina thing as I was? How? In what way? I thought it was a person. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. You didn't. Well, shame on you for not recognizing this 17th century uh, opera, obscure opera that uh, it's based right? on. Do you think that Millie Bobby Brown got to this part of the script and screamed because she realized she'd have to shave her head again? She's like, mm-hmm. you know, I've been shaving my head since I was an 11-year-old girl. I got a couple years reprieve. I got a nice thing going here. And now, because I, they, they probably, <laughs> I mean, I guess they didn't have to shave her head. They could have just done the... Skull cap, right? Sure. You can make, yeah. You can make people look bald without, without shaving them. I don't know how much hair she actually has right now, but I, I feel like you run the risk of looking like you got a freakish head if you try and put a <laughs> bald cap over too much hair. But yeah, it's lumpy. It's gonna yeah. be one, no one wants the one, wants a or lump just like head look. Some brainiac shit going on. I don't know. I don't, mm, <laughs> I don't want like big. a big old it's skull. Too big. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What did you think of this episode on on the whole? Uh, I liked it. A, a couple of things that, you know, we kind of saw coming or assumed would have to happen. Like, man, that Murray uh, fight scene in the plane is very good. I really enjoyed that. Um, I I guess, you know, we're, we're kind of building up to answering some of those questions that Steve asked um, with, with the clock mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, why is this wizard obsessed with clocks? Good question, bad answer, but good question. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's good stuff. I'm enjoying it. This one didn't so feel many... as long. I don't I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, this episode didn't feel quite as long as the last one did to me. I'm also becoming aware of how many moving pieces they've got. Like the U.S. military is not a part of mm-hmm. the Riser military. I don't yeah. think, or maybe it's a left hand not knowing what the right hand's doing. It's the CIA not knowing what the military's um, or vice versa. Uh, there is the Russian state. There's the shadowy network of uh, uh, black market profiteers. Um, there's there's the I think a, a official you know the the actual police and Hawkins I think are going to be getting involved sooner rather than later especially now with what happened with uh, Eddie and and the boathouse um, and Nancy this and man Robin it, yeah. that's the thing this ep- this episode more than any of the others feels like it's just in the middle of things whereas uh-huh. like four different like the kids are in the middle of investigating the Creel house Eleven's in the middle of getting her powers back uh, Joyce and Murray are in the middle of the world's worst breakout attempt for <laughs> Hopper uh-huh. uh, Hopper's in a disillusioned state he's ready to give up because he thinks he's cursed um but there's not any there's not any really resolution or or, or mm-hmm. uh, definitive movement because I, I well, let's, let's talk about some of the things I think they're hinting at. Yeah. I, I think they've 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 played around this idea before. But are they going to reveal that Brenner is no shit Eleven's actual biological father? Um, there's really laying that shit that, that daughter stuff on. No, really. Okay. All yeah, right. I, it, the the angle I see coming out of that is more like the the Max angle, right? Like she's got this trauma that is is kind of creating a nexus here. 
uh, that Vecna is exploiting and that she's going to have to overcome that trauma to, I, I don't know, realize her true potential and defeat this thing. Um, mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting it tied up in the, the themes happening with some of the other kids, but maybe I'm wrong to do that. I also thought it was wild that they pushed and I know they commented on the script, but like pushing 11 as hard as they did, like um, why even reveal that Brenner is part of it? Cause they know she's like super traumatized by him. Mm-hmm. Like if they're going to throw her in the deep end, this to try to get her to swim anyway and, and go back into these uh, tra- traumatic uh, experiences. Uh why reveal that the real Brenner is there? I feel like it just served to agitate her. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong about that. I, I don't but know. Maybe, I'm go ahead. Well, maybe that's what they're trying to do. They're trying like, yeah, they're, they're trying to recreate the conditions of her, you know, power spiking before, which always seemed to involve strong emotions and fear and anger and things like that. So, mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. I was a little disappointed in Riser just like throwing, you know, giving the reins over to Brenner and being like, whatever, because Brenner doesn't seem like he gives a fuck. Yeah, yeah. He he always thinks he has everything under control, and that includes this time. So, yeah. Who knows? Uh, I'm I'm wondering if what we saw in the very opening of this season isn't part of the Nina project now that I'm looking at it. Like Brenner's there. He's looking. In in my opinion, older. I don't know. Um, I can't remember if he had scars in the beginning. I don't uh, think he did. No, I, I think he okay. got those. Yeah, in but the she's you of... know stuck in this memory or whatever, and she sees all these kids dead. And I, I can't. I also can't remember back to season one to remember how violent things got with her in the the laboratory. Um, mm. So I don't know if she actually killed these kids, but. It, it does have me wondering if like this is something that she's going to have to kill her younger self or or stop her younger self from killing all these kids in order to realize her true potential, you know, and that could be the way of like visually dealing with her trauma. Well, so like the I think that the opera gives us a little hint into what what what, oh, yeah? what, what they're trying to go with that, because they said that the um, this opera was about a girl named Nina whose lover was killed in a duel and she buried them that traumatic memory so deep as if it never happened to the point that where she would go to the train station every day thinking that he would show up, you know, that he was just gone. And he'd finally come back. Yeah. Um, and she could only move on if she realized the truth. So, so she did really do these things, but I've said this from the beginning, like it's not clear to me whether seven or 11 went crazy Mm-hmm. And through uncontrolled psychic powers, killed every motherfucker in the room. Uh, I don't know if that orderly got on her last nerve to the point where she was ready to, you know, just destroy everybody. Or she was fighting an even larger threat. Like she was trying to drive off a Demogorgon or a Vec- And it just so happened that mm-hmm. her powers doing that killed everybody in the room. Which yeah. I think is a distinction worth making. Because if, if a Vecna totally. or a Demogorgon is coming through, it's pr- everyone in the room is probably going to die anyway. Sure. So expendable. uh, Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I do feel like she's, you know, by confronting that going to have to confront her younger self in this Nina project thing, though. I do like the visuals of that. It seems very mm -hmm. clear that like, you know, she's got the older 
uh, more mature 11 and then she looks in the mirror she sees her season one self even maybe even a little bit younger than season season. pretty young she's tiny she's looking like seven maybe Mm -hmm. uh less a lot less than 11 yeah um other interesting things i thought were um so they showed the number two kid sitting in front of this apparatus, which is a bunch of bulbs arrayed in a circle. And he is trying to, I guess, make them flash in a certain pattern or spin around. Uh, and seven was strapped to the same apparatus for some reason. And she failed to even really consistently light one uh, revealed. There's a lot of internal jockeying in the, uh, the Hawkins program. But what I thought was interesting is it very much mirrored the scene at the end where the kids were standing around after they were trying to hunt the Vecna in the Creel house with the flashlights. They were standing in a circle and their flashlights were flashing in a very similar pattern that the circle of lights were flashing. And they made Mm. it clear that this was happening because literally on the other side of the membrane on, uh, on the upside down, uh, the Vecna is about to siphon another life from this uh i forget what the jefferson is this that kid's name oh i don't know uh Uh, yeah patrick patrick is that meant to show like how powerful vecna is that he can cause these lights to go crazy well that's a that's standard upside down behavior i I think we Mm -hmm. are supposed to the we're supposed to connect what what the kids were doing with what they were doing in this flashback to the lab Mm -hmm. uh so I, but again, I'm not sure what they're saying. They're saying like that. Cause I had that kind of germ of an idea that something that seven did. I don't know why I keep, keep calling her seven. Cause she looks seven. She's actually 11. I don't <laughs> uh-huh. know what, uh, but, but that the something that 11 did back during that disaster rippled forward and backwards in time and kind of a dark type of storyline and caused something to happen in 1950 or awaken something to happen in 1950. Um, Could be. That's my, that's my, he's, I, I still haven't got given up these, a fusion of Hopper and the psychic fusion of <laughs> Hopper and Brenner That's okay. my a number one theory. My number two theory is, yeah, uh, 11 did something that, that not just affected things dimensionally, but also altered things chronologically. Gotcha. And it's probably going to tie in with, you know, her mistakenly killing these kids and she's going to have to come to terms with that. Who, who knows? Yeah. Uh, what, what about um, Max getting into Vecna's mind? Did you feel like the show was telling us that that was true? I, I feel like everything that comes out of Dustin's mouth is true. Uh, he's very well, rarely ex- wrong. Except for there's also Steve admonished him last episode that like, you know, sometimes you say stuff that isn't true and, you know, maybe you're a little bit too overconfident and cocky, which might be the show telling us okay. that this is Dustin, yes, when- is usually the voice of reason, but maybe not always. Okay. Uh, but I, we didn't talk about that, that um, the the Vecna had a weird affect about him when Max got to that, the his his inner sanctum, the red mist area. Um, I think you're right. You're right. There is. I don't know if she entered his mind or, but like she did go to somewhere that surprised him and she wasn't supposed to be and might be uh, a way that he can be defeated. And this is, that's old stuff, right? Like you can only defeat this, this, uh, you know, like these extra dimensional beings in their own throne rooms or their, 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 you know, you have the, you can only kill them in a place where they manifest a real body or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, or the the I I think I think the sort of man my nightmare on Elm Street lore 
is is old at this point but i think like dustin mentions the boiler room the for boiler Freddy room is like the source of his trauma i think or in that that's where his dream world is like that's like where he uh-huh. actually occupies like the place where he died he was burned alive that's where exactly you know, yeah. yeah 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 that's his nightmare uh-huh so yeah well I'm, I'm interested to see what vecna's whole thing is in regards to that like is vecna a product of the upside down or is Vecna like someone who was pulled into the upside down and is trying to like take over mm. because like they, they are in a similar hell, you know, it could be, it could be something where by the end of this, we end up somehow sympathizing with Vecna. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's a, it's a Creole like figure or something that, that got, especially caught if up he in all this. is not from the upside down, he's just exactly. like some like will that got pulled in there and has been changed by it. And, yeah, like what would yeah, Will like look Brenner like if he'd been Hopper. in the Upside Down for 50 years? <laughs> sure. Or if it's Brenner and Hopper together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. Sympathize True. with that. Uh, I really love at the beginning of this, and I forgot to talk about it last episode, but the buyer's house continues to be destroyed. Uh, mm. Every season, I feel like the buyer's house gets worse and worse. I thought they'd move to California and that would be the end of it. But here it is shot up by the cops or the FBI or whoever this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's gone to see it again. I will say to whoever riser like that one guard, we didn't talk about this last episode, but he was a badass man. He put down like six heavily yeah. armed troops with a pistol. Uh, and with, it was just a pistol standing his ground, whipping, you know, changing, you know, moving, moving strategically through the house. Uh, he dies this episode. Did you find it was a little? Cor- Did you find it corny about him trying to, to ask for the pin and then dying, and then the kids realize, oh, the pin? No, no, I thought it was kind of clever. Okay, okay. I've wondered if it, it, uh, to me it might have been a little cringy to introduce a little puzzle that you solve like halfway through the same episode. Yeah, that's what I mean. Though Stranger Things typically moves they do, pretty fast they do move food and there are like and this is stuff that that you know when the kids were younger when they just make assumptions like we talked about that uh-huh. like they make assumptions that the demogorgon is going to be like the demogorgon in rpg and it tends to always work yeah i don't know I if like it works that. as well when the kids are 20 years old <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't have quite the same charm uh when when they're 20 years old but or, or i like, like that about um, the show you know, when when Joyce in the first season makes like a stream of consciousness map of Hawkins with all the streams and stuff, and they just have to put it together. Uh-huh. I feel like they they keep on playing those hits like this was Nancy, you know, taking what Max had drawn and like start doing origami and stuff. And like, look, it's the mm-hmm. Creel house. And I'm like, I, I mean, am I like super big brain that I just saw that? Like the, all the debris or did you like, right? it's like, that's the yeah. Creole house. It's in this guy's red thing pulled apart. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. It's just, you so know, when Nancy didn't see that, right. She just sees these drawings. I guess Max, Max hasn't seen the Creole house. Mm. Nancy hasn't seen what she saw in Vecna's mind or whatever. So they're putting so, it together. Yeah. I'll give it to him. That, that's just like the way of the show connecting dots. Yeah, I did feel it was a little anticlimactic because when she started doing that, I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to figure out something really intense about the geometry of this place. And it's like, oh, no, she's Uh, just making the Creel house. Yeah. Like you drew everything upside down. What does it mean? Mm, No. mm -hmm. Uh, 
if you're building a top secret military installation, mm-hmm. why would you have the door just sticking out? Like that's that that you, you you're driving by a lonely desert road and you see that you're going to stop and check it out, right? Right. Do what Westworld does. Just have elevators that are hidden into the landscape and just yeah. take you down. Yeah. Mount that door flush with the ground. And uh-huh. then you got something. You got something. I get it. It's permanently staffed. It's probably heavily guarded. They got cameras everywhere. But like, you know, obscurity, obscurity, th- uh, security through obscurity is bad if it's the only thing you're using. Sure. Never a bad fi- final varnish, especially if you're trying to hide something from the public or just avoid attention. You know, it's like that's not the only thing that should keep people out. Not a bad thing. Especially when you're know. so concerned about paving roads because it might attract attention. I mean, right. Yeah. He's all yes. about secrecy and obscurity, but. This door yes. is just hanging out there. Yeah. It's weird. No guard checks or anything. Just just a door. Just a door. Yeah. Um, I did like the War Games reference with the kids. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, finding the number and calling it, and then they get modem noises. K- kind of modem noises? I don't know. It wasn't, like, super familiar modem noises to me, but... Those could have been... Those could have been... 300 baud noises. You haven't heard Mate, noises like yeah. that, Jim. <laughs> You're right about that. Anything before, like... I don't know, 28K modems. I'm probably not going to oh, know really? the sound of. <laughs> yeah. Because like 300 is a little bit before my, my first 100. modem was a 1200 baud. 12, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. what could you even do yeah. with that? Pointless. Read text. Read BBSs, motherfucker. Pointless. That's what it's all about. 1200 That's pretty amazing. Baud. 1200 was just about as fast as you could keep up with reading. <laughs> so, God, okay. It was, it was pretty, it was slightly faster than what you could actually read. Yeah. Um... I'm trying to think like Hopper's just uh, his I mean, it, it feels sad because they go they go further into his background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we knew he's a Vietnam War vet. We knew he'd lost his daughter. We knew he'd lost his wife because of that. We didn't know that he was like a chemical specialist, like whipping up batches of Agent Orange with kitchen with dishwashing gloves and just inhaling and, that. And shit. No How is he still alive? Well, that stretches he, belief, man. Is he actually going to be a superhero? Is he? He's is his powers Maybe. actually going to be open? Is that is that why he's such a hulking beast that can't be killed? Mutated by Agent Orange? Might be. Might be. <laughs> it could be. Stranger things have happened, oh, Jim. Oh boy. Oh boy. Than someone gargling Agent Orange and becoming the 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 flesh colored Hulk. I don't know. I, I do like the scene with him though. You know, it's it's man, it's stacking trauma on trauma, but. Uh, yeah, and like and go it. from thinking that uh, and it, it, the logic all tracks clean, like you mm-hmm. know, it's like I I thought I was cursed and all these things happened, but then I found a group of people and it seemed like they needed me, um, and in my selfishness, you know, I kind of allowed myself to believe that, and then uh, I reached out and I knew I was. It's like it's like it it felt pretty bad, and that's to the end. It's like it's like then I realized I'm not cursed. I am the curse. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how you're going to turn this guy's corner. I guess, yeah. I mean, I honestly, I'm, I'm trying not to think too much about how Joyce and Murray are going to free him from the, so- the Soviet prison in the middle of Siberia. Apparently, uh, or now that they've crashed their plane, I, I don't even know right. how to get to civilization, let alone Dude. save him and get out of Russia. But okay, yeah. Like, what the fuck can they possibly? I mean, the only thing they got is doesn't Murray speak Russian? He does. He does. So they got that, and he's a black belt that can <laughs> uh-huh. beat up fifteen-year-olds, 
on his best day uh, and untrained, drunken Russian black market pilots. I wonder how they're going to work Joyce into that. I don't see a lot of female guards at this prison. Um, I they also, had him in the mall, though. They had female guards because that's how she got her, her Russian girl uh, costume. That's the thing. Like, I, Joyce is always pretty involved, right? She's never just like the the going on the ride along with the hero who's saving the day. She's always right there saving it with them. I I do wonder how they're going to get her involved in this. Cuz you're right, Murray has the skills that <laughs> might help or certainly be necessary to break him out, but I don't know what she does here. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know what she brings to the table either. Um what do you th- did you think about uh, that one of the funny episodes, the scenes is where Dustin nods off and he's lost track of Max and they go upstairs and everything's fine. The family's cooking. I, I love Mike's dad. And yeah. when I say I love him, I mean, I hate him. We've, we've uh-huh. talked about what a pathetic life leech he is. But he's in full display here, like passive aggressively, like, oh, why don't you help yourself? Just eat us out. And like Dustin's like, <laughs> and no, starting to know what's going on. It's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to have all the pancakes and all your bacon, old man. Yeah. What are you going to do? Complain about it? Calling his passive aggressive bluff. I love it. Dri- dri- drive your wife into the arms of a 19 year old uh, <laughs> uh, lifeguard this summer. What are you, you uh, going to do? Another one. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Uh a few more things. I, I I love this plane escape. I want to talk about this a little bit more. This scene is hilarious, uh, both in its setup and its execution. Yeah. Uh, when he's talking, Murray's <laughs> talking about like never fought in a real world scenario, only in mm-hmm. uh, competition, sparring, whatever. And he's fought Jeremiah, who's sixteen, but no, he's almost, ferocious. Almost, <laughs> almost sixteen. Okay, <laughs> he's ferocious. He's a ferocious fighter. He's lightning fast, very skilled. And then he talks himself into thinking, actually, no, he's really trained. I could take this guy. This guy doesn't yeah, have training. Yeah, Yuri's not highly trained. Yuri's not lightning fast. <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, great. Yuri, yeah, I and and I did beat Jeremiah that one time. It uh-huh. it was it was really. It's kind of a similar story to like Steve finding his inner strength you know when he first likes uh kicked ass yeah uh this the show does 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 those scenes very very well and then the uh, the actual like escape and fight stuff i i love this escape because it's an escape that could only have happened in the 80s before jiffy went to uh or jiff uh fucking oh yeah before plastic they went to bottles. plastic bottles right mm-hmm, like you kick mm-hmm. that over nothing happens right uh but yeah this it's just cool to see something an escape that could only happen in the eighties. And Joyce putting it like the fact that like this guy is so loud in this cargo plane he can't hear shit. So they're, uh-huh. like, they're just smashing stuff and and escaping and <laughs> yeah. Uh, I even thought the staging of like it, it reminded me of a you know like a like an Indiana Jones where you know that's uh-huh. something that happened in Indiana Jones fight where things are accidentally happening and controls are being manipulated and planes are going to dives and yep. climbs and. Uh, our heroes are just kind of like <laughs> trying to stay one step ahead of the bad guy. My fingers are like arrows. My arms like iron. <laughs> My feet like spears. Like spears. Yeah. So good. But honestly, I, I have thought- no idea how they get back to civilization at this point. I loved Argyle dealing with the shit that he's in. The fact that uh, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, you got to keep an open mind. Open mind. This is, this is an open <laughs> grave. 
Uh, and then the Jonathan's like, you know what? Just just go over there and sm- smoke the Pineapple Express or whatever you got going on. And him coming back and wanting to make a grave marker from the agent and put all their names on it is just... Well, that yeah. that will come back to haunt them, right? I feel like that's that's designed for Lieutenant General uh, or Lieutenant Colonel Sullivan, I think is his name, to find and and use as a clue to hunt, to hunt them down. I mean, crucially, he didn't. He wasn't able to write any names because the pin doesn't work. But right, right, there is still like this cutout grave marker. So I don't know. Yeah, eh, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, uh, the other thing about Yuri, the peanut butter smuggler, is I really wish he was played by Peter Stormare. Uh, I feel like that would just kick it up a notch. Like, this guy is good, but, man, Peter Stormare is just, like, classic. And I know he's, like, his heyday is a little bit after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think they're going to get to the 90s, and Mm-mm. he's such a good, like, fake Russian. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just love what he brings to those roles. Oh, one thing I'd forgotten is that the Russians are fucking around the upside down, too. Uh, they established that in the oh, post credit scene. Yeah. Of course, that's obviously why they were under the Starcourt Mall uh, last year. But you hear the mm-hmm. monsters kind of roaring and yeah. frightening, frightening, eerie. Uh, that could be how everyone makes a home. They're a good oh. old fashioned uh, L assisted upside down portal opening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how that's how Hopper got there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So reverse the flow in that 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 sucker. Yeah, we'll see. Um, what do you think is going to happen with the basketball team that's hunted Eddie? Because uh, Eddie was caught, and then the Vecna grabbed, I guess, Patrick and folded him up, and yeah. now everybody's in the water. Do you? And I was like, well, maybe the basketball team will let up because, but like Eddie was right in the nah. middle of it. So if anything, they'll think that he's even more to play. Like, why don't they just, like, I, I guess I'm looking for a reason why they don't just beat him to death when they get him to shore. Or maybe Eddie, I guess, yeah. gets away. That's the thing. Eddie, Eddie probably is going to get away, but I think he's going to be blamed in some people's minds for, you know, for his death call, right? Like, mm-hmm. The, the satanic panic is is manifest in the death of this guy and these kids are definitely going to be more onto like oh no this guy is actually in a cult and wielding the powers of the devil uh, I really th- that scene where they call the um, the hotline and it's a modem and mm-hmm. they got uh, they, they realize they're going to have to get Dustin's girlfriend because um, yeah. she's the hacker that lives in Salt Lake City. I thought that's did you, I thought that sound was very Johnny Williams, um, very Johnny Williams, like like E. T. kind of Johnny Williams, and it's something that like hmm. I've never heard the show kind of ape as as hard as they had before, like just really directly playing an homage to some of his kind of soaring, whimsical, uh, uh, heroic numbers. Gotcha. What did you make of Steve and Nancy? Nancy cleaning the cobwebs out of Steve's hair. Yeah, this is this is more on the hmm, maybe there's a thing there. And I, I don't know if Nancy is having a moment here. It doesn't really look like it, but Steve definitely is. Steve's confirmed he is falling, he's crushing hard on Nancy again. I'm not yeah. quite sure. I know Nancy that they they constantly have Nancy reflecting on and Jonathan for that matter, reflecting on each other. Uh-huh. And like, I can't tell if they're 
still in love because I feel like that's how they were in the first episode or two, or if they're starting to think maybe I'm doing like I'm 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 pining for something that's already gone, kind of. You know, Could like be. they've been in this long distance relationship for half a year and they've been looking forward to this, but like they're still like not being fully honest with each other. I wonder if if they are kind of clearing the way um, to get this 30 year old man out of the show <laughs> and trade him for a slightly better 27 year old man. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I <laughs> did. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just don't know where Nancy's going to come down on it. Yeah. I mean, I. I I don't know why, but I definitely see them together more than Nancy and Jonathan. But Jonathan's just such a bummer, man. Yeah, he's got reason to be. He's had the weight he, of his he, the world the on thing. his shoulders. Had to take care of his family. Those are things that that Nancy admires about him. Steve is much more right. of a flippity gibbet, but he has been has been a decent family man these last few seasons. You know, he has been Mister Mom, and that's sure. probably attractive too. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't know. Uh, we'll see. What do you, where do you think they're going with this? Uh, we talked about it just in passing, the jockeying, the jealousy uh, in this uh, Hawkins Lab program where the kids are kind of like competing for the affections of Papa, maybe uh, some of the older kids uh, in, com- in competition with the younger kids. I don't know. I mean, if they're all dead because L killed them, then it's probably a moot point. But not sure if they are. They keep introducing the people yeah. like six, uh, two. I think that's the nut. Like, is there any significance to the lower the number, the more powerful you are? Um, probably the longer you've been there, I would assume. Right. Yeah. Which would maybe translate to the more powerful. Maybe translate you are. more, more trained. I wonder if we're uh-huh. ever going to meet number one. Or if that was number one, the kid that was talking to number two. Oh, could be. What else do we need to talk about? Like I said, this is kind of a transition episode. I, I didn't think there was a lot of like exclamation mark stuff to talk about. Yeah, not seeing much more. It's a creepy place to leave the children. They're all like standing on the opposite side of this gossamer wall that's separating them from something truly unspeakably evil. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I still like I I, I also because we haven't seen Vecna kill in several episodes. He, he'd done like one an episode. Um, I still don't understand what he's uh, trying to accomplish with this. Mm-hmm. Does it seem like the house is getting bigger or more infested? There is. Um, so the first person he killed over where her body is, there is now a fissure in Eddie's uncle's trailer. Yeah, that is clearly an upside down portal. So is mm-hmm. that what he's trying to do? Is he trying to break open one big portal is or is he trying to build a portal at every place where he's taking people? That could be. I mean, I <laughs> look, I don't want to cast aspersions on the guy who, you know, is killing for unknown reasons. Maybe he's got reasons, you know, mm-hmm. maybe killing is the only way to open a portal uh, to get out of the hell of the upside down that he's in. And he turns out to be a good guy. I don't know. Is that they opened such right. a massive portal in Hawkins is when L or when the, all those children got killed at once? Uh, probably, yeah. Hmm. She ripped what it if open. Going, I wonder if they're going for something like that. I think it might have it might have explicitly said that in season one. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why. But so so that's so every time he kills, it's just opening that portal wider because like I also don't understand mm-hmm. why he would want to open a portal in the middle of a graveyard or in the middle of a lake or yeah. the middle of a road. Uh, 
it seems like the first one is what started opening and maybe that's getting wider and wider as, as you have, but that's the thing is like, we need to see him kill more people. We need to see like what the pattern is. And I, I, I have no fucking clue what his plan is other than of course, dominating the right side up world. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised it's not opening in the Creel house. That seems like the logical place for it to open. Um, since that's where he is, you know, mm. in the inverse, uh, version of that. Yeah. The upside down. Yeah. Wide opens in Max's he had, or he had to, Max's neighbor's trailer is like weird. And to the extent that killing opens portals, he had to have at least a crack, uh, like a toe stuck through the door from all the shit he did in the 1950s. Right. So, so you don't think Brenner is going to be revealed as Eleven's dad? Um, Just not seeing it yet. I, I thought it was interesting the parallel they have of her using her power because she gets her powers. That's the other thing we haven't talked about. She gets her powers back briefly at the end to fling some soldiers who are trying to force her to her knees and apprehend her. Mm-hmm. Her dad comes in. Well, her papa comes in and mm-hmm. she's bleeding from the nose. He's bleeding from the mouth. Of course, he's bleeding from the mouth because she smacked him with a um, a, a chest paddle, bringing back the shock, a, a chest shocker, heart shocker. What do they call it? The defibrillator. Yeah. Um, I thought that's an in- intentional, like them both wiping blood off their mouth at the same time as they're looking at each other was an intentional physical similarity. That's, I felt like suggesting that they are going to go for Dr. Brenner as some sort of patriarch to these kids. Maybe all of them. I don't yeah, know. You I don't know right. how fucked up things got in the laboratory. I mean, they definitely, th- there was a relationship between her mom and him of some kind, right? Well, he had abducted her earlier for like MK ultra related experiments in the sixties and seventies. So the possibilities there and they've always like, you know, we, we found out his, her physical mother in season two and her father's been still mysterious. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm not saying it's going to make it make sense or I'd even be happy with the development. It's just, uh, they do seem to be having a lot of similarities and also just, yeah, her, you know, the fact that he's a very heavy handed with the daughter stuff this 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 season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It might be him just trying to get, you know, the upper hand over Riser. Yeah, that's the other thing. There seems to be not a rivalry per se going on there, but like a vying for control. Um, and and the pecking order go. within the lab, because it seems like Brenner yeah. is the one with final say, like Riser uh-huh. a couple of times, like pull the plug, pull the plug. She's crashing. And Brenner is sitting there not saying anything and everybody else is like following his lead. Yeah. Um, which that's interesting too. the fact that there's this whole secret laboratory who has for years after her escape continued to work on the L problem mm-hmm. um, to the extent that they've given up their families and their careers and their very identities. Like it seems like this is like super duper area 51 type secret stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I, I thought uh, Riser was True Blue, Doctor Owens, mm-hmm. uh, to the extent that he's just kind of like uh, ultimately Brenner's lapdog. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's he's been. I don't know when he describes you know that he was fired and all that to this. Uh, is it the FBI? guy who comes to his house the lieutenant colonel or whatever it is I'm, I, I think he's just military but i i it's unclear okay. what government institutions what fictional government institutions and what just like black right. op to stuff is happening here yeah like that's what i'm trying to get at is was he actually fired or was he just like part of a project that they disavowed knowledge of and is is uh, you know off the books and 
he's been working the whole time. It's it's hard to know because mm. there was a huge, you know, incident in Hawkins and he was kind of heading up that whole thing and I could see him getting in some kind of hot water, but also he's a valuable asset. So are they just going to let him go and they, right. and leave him alive? I don't know. Right. Hmm. Well, that's all I got for episode five or six yeah. episodes. Wait, five. five. Yeah. We got six and seven. We got to do tomorrow. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and they're super duper size ones. They're all like, I think an hour and a half or close to it. Okay. So. Well, they better we, not feel then, like it. <laughs> and then we're going to have something to do in those episodes. And then we're going to take a pause for just over a month until Stranger Things season four comes back for its two episode climax. Uh, the penultimate and ultimate episode finale episode. We'll be back. Uh, Stranger Things at baldmove.com. If you have any feedback for us, if you'd like to let us know some things, if you got some opinions or some theories, especially going into the next half season in a month, we like to hear it. Stranger Things at baldmove.com. We're going to collect all that stuff and talk about it next week on a special season 4A wrap up podcast. That completes another day's coverage of Stranger Things. We'll be back to complete this half season tomorrow. Hope to see you back then. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya. <laughs>